Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Allie. And this is But Have You Tried from the David A. Howe Public Library. Can you guess what we're talking about today? A little spoiler on the on the front there. Yeah, that's true. A little a little taster. That's right. For, for those who is that what you say? A taster? I'm, I'm uh, that, you could. I mean, a teaser, maybe. Yeah, a teaser. Sense. We are talking about the ukulele. Allie's assignment this week was the ukulele, and we started with one of my favorite songs to play on the ukulele, and that was When Love Comes Knocking at Your Door by the Monkees. Hmm, I don't think I know that one. <laughs> no? Do you, Maybe know the, if do you know the Monkees at all? I heard, uh, I'm not sure. Just like a little bit. It's like one of those things that, again, it's like if I heard it, I might be like, oh, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm sure you know like Daydream Believer or uh, um, I'm a Believer, you know. Like, oh, that one I yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, there you okay. go. So okay. the Monkees. I uh, feel like we started with this just so that like we can we can like set the bar high and like, yeah. clearly demonstrate to all of the listeners that like you know how to play the ukulele uh-huh. and I pretend that i know how uh-huh. to play the ukulele now uh-huh. okay when love comes knocking at your doors from more of the monkeys it was written by neil sadaka i love neil sadaka like old school break it up is hard to do all that stuff it's Good just stuff. a fun Laughter name to say rain. though neil I sadaka know. it is Satisfying. neil sadaka and carol bayer i did not know that was a neil sadaka uh, written song until <laughs> i looked it up for this episode so you learn something new every day every time you record a podcast you're on but have you tried uh this was um i think this was my first practical application assignment for you because i've been sort of in like in books and movies sort of wheelhouse i think you beat us to the punch with a miso soup because I that know. was a very tactile experience i haven't had it since and i did enjoy the miso soup That's so a shame. i know i gotta yeah. get on board so ali's assignment this week was the ukulele so Hit me with a little bit of your of your musical past. Like, what have you taken lessons for? Things like that. Like, what's your background? Okay. So, I took piano lessons basically the whole time I was growing up. Okay. I don't remember when I started, but I'm guessing I was around six. Okay. I did that a little bit on and off, like, around the time that we were moving, et cetera. Yeah. But more or less until I graduated high school. Okay. I also took a little bit of voice lessons. We lived near Houghton College, mm-hmm. and there was, like students taking classes about how to teach people voice lessons who needed people to teach voice lessons like when you go to a dental school to get your teeth cleaned yes similar principle principle. okay so i did that i think those are the only things that i've like taken lessons in okay because i know you play guitar i play guitar as a hobbyist that's basically self-taught it's like my mom taught me some chords initially and basically like if i have a friend who plays guitar and i'm like hey i need to know something about how to do this thing with the guitar i like I either look it up or I just like ask somebody that I know. Okay. And that's how we do that. All right. Which All right. seems to be mostly successful so far. I still okay. don't play bar chords, but that's more about the <laughs> fact that <laughs> I have this Those hands of a worst. child. Those are the worst. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I did take piano lessons as a child, but sort of half-heartedly because we did not have a piano at home. Oh, that and makes it impossible. really you hard. You just can't do it. You have to like so, go down the street to a random church to play it every exactly. day if you don't have it at home. Exactly. And that's just so much work. So I don't know how young I was, but probably about the same age you were. Probably okay. like kindergarten- but it didn't last for long. And then I took a semester of piano in college and I really liked it, but I couldn't continue because part two, like in the next semester conflicted with my work schedule. So I just never really did it. So I can like plunk out chords if forced to, you know, I could, I could do that very basically on a piano. Mm -hmm. Um, How did you pick up the guitar? How did that happen? So ages ago, we used to have, our homeschool group used to have a talent night, a talent show. Okay. And it was, like, always a little bit in danger of, like, shutting down because not enough people signed up. Mm -hmm. So my friend Ellie and I, which we always confuse people because our names are, like, so close to the same, but not. Ellie and Ellie, boy, you guys And we used to look extremely similar before she grew and I did not grow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Shout out to Ellie. (laughs) But so we decided we were going to do a song together. And 
For some reason, we decided that this should involve me playing the guitar, even though I had never played the guitar before. Wow. So I basically made my mom teach me how to play one song, which was only easy chords. Okay. Didn't involve any bar chords, obviously. Yeah. So we did that. And for a little while after that, I would like occasionally just like tinker around with it. But then in college, a couple of my friends all had guitars. And so sometimes if I went over to hang out with them and they were like doing homework, I would just like grab someone's guitar and start doing it and trying to learn more chords and things. And I basically just kept doing that and then stealing whoever's guitar until I got my own last year. Okay. Didn't you get your guitar from... Corey? From Here Corey. on staff. Yes. Corey, who wrote the theme song to Corey But Have You Tried. So song. you know she's good. You know she's she good is. at music. And she gave, she, like, the guitar I got from her is good. It's nice. nice. It sounds good. So okay. All right. It was a real win. Yeah. So I always wanted to play the ukulele, but we'll get to that in a minute. That was one. I, I don't know. I don't know if it was like Elvis and Blue Hawaii. Like, I don't know why. But ukulele was always one that I was like, I want to play that ukulele. <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> so aggressively. I know, but I never had one during the pandemic. So like, you know, the heart of 2020. I was just, you know, we were home all the time. I was antsy. I was like, now's the time to like learn a skill. And I'd always kind of wanted to play the drums, but mm-hmm. I was like, I'm never, I'm not going to play the drums. That's it's so just, intense. It's never going to so happen. Much. Yeah. You They're need so like the big. whole big setup. Yeah. We just, it's we a just lot. did not have. And so I was like, but you know, bass is kind of a similar thing. Right. And so I got a bass guitar and an amp online and I took this, uh, I did an online bass course, which was actually really good. Uh, I, I really, I liked it and stuck with bass for quite a while. And we were at a time where there was no instrumentalists at our church. Like, it was really low. And I was like, well, I mean, I could I could do a really rudimentary, mm-hmm. like, bass. Just, like, really simple. And so I started doing that, like, every week. Or mo- not every week, but a lot of weeks Often. in church. Yeah. yeah. And so I was kind of like, well, maybe I could play a stringed instrument. So I had a ukulele because oh. it, was a, it was a soprano. So it was, like, a tiny, tiny ukulele. I so can't believe how office. tiny those it's things really are. It's really small. And so I've had that for a long time and I kind of got it out and just, I was feeling a little bit more comfortable with it. Uh, And I got that book that I mentioned to you last time and just kind of started working through it a little bit. So I was doing that and then I started messing with the guitar and it just, I ended up really liking the ukulele. How was your experience like picking it up with your background? It was, I didn't find it too hard because it's like in some ways similar to guitar, yeah. but it's like smaller yeah. and there's less strings. Yes. And so I was kind of like, wow, like yeah. here I've been like fighting with trying to again, make my yep. child hands reach chords that yeah. God did not intend for them to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, man, this is so much, this is so much easier. So I feel like there's definitely some like stylistic differences yeah. that I am not at all sure that I have like even begun to achieve, mm-hmm. but it was definitely weird, like going back and forth between the yeah. two of them. Cause usually it's like, all right, I'm going to, you know, like try the ukulele a little bit. And then it's like, I'm going to play the guitar, yep. which I can actually play. But then every time it would be like, oh my gosh, this is so big. Yeah. There's so many strings and it's just like sat like the sound is just like so much more i guess which makes sense but every time i was like thrown i was like what am i even hearing yeah you know i think for me the bass really opened up a different way of thinking about it because my wife got me the the first ukulele she got it at this great music shop in corning new york and i loved it and i had a dvd that was like i'll teach you how to play the ukulele that's fun i tried it and i just could i just i don't know i couldn't do it i Mm. and i realized in hindsight i was really overthinking it you know i was like I must make music from this little piece of wood. I was just not thinking about it right. But playing the bass, like especially like really simple early bass patterns and stuff, you're really just kind of like put your finger here and then go boing, you know, and that's it. (laughs) And so when I picked up the ukulele, I started looking at chord formations and stuff. And I was like, oh, so a C, I just put my finger on this one string and then just strum. Right. 
And something about making that transition, I think I looked at it a lot more mechanical and was just like, oh, so I just have to remember where to put my fingers. Right. And then I was like, okay. And it really, honestly, it really like the second time I picked it up, like with that mindset really worked for me. So that makes sense. Yeah. I have to say the fact that like a C and some other chords on the ukulele is just like one string. I'm like, this is incredible. And also how, like, how can this be true? I feel like I'm not working hard enough for this. I mean, if you can play a C, an A minor, an F, and a G7, you can basically play any song from the 1950s. And a lot of <laughs> and even, that's all you need. I know, but like even a lot of modern pop like really stays within that. I mean, you're going to have to throw in a D and, and you mm-hmm. know, like A's and stuff like that, but you really can get away with a lot with a little yeah. on the ukulele. And yeah. I think that's, but you're absolutely really right about nice. like bar chords on guitars. They're so They're horrible. so hard. And even, you know, when you're playing like a D chord on the guitar, you're skipping several strings and stuff. And yeah. that's always like an extra step. And unless you get in really in the weeds with complicated chords, you're playing all the strings in the ukulele. Bar chords are simpler. I feel like I could maybe do a bar chord on ukulele. Oh, I definitely. didn't try. I probably should have. Yeah. But I, I was like, I just don't feel the need yeah, to. Yeah, well, like a D or a D7 is basically a bar chord. Like an, See, ukulele. I would play a D just with all my little fingers together because they're so okay. tiny that right. it's just as easy. Okay. Rather than just like putting a finger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, it is interesting to, to switch back and forth because you're right. I mean, the heft of a guitar after you're playing the yes. ukulele is it feels like you're holding like a 10 pound mackerel or something yes. instead of, well, it's like my arms are not very large. And so, so it's like sometimes trying to reach around the body of the yeah. guitar to actually strum yeah. it. I feel like I'm just like hugging a tree or yeah. something. Well, the guitar I have is big. Like, I really like it. It's super cool. It's blue. It's got a great look, but it's big. Mm. And after I got really comfortable on the ukulele, I got uh, a little green guitar that's from, it's Lug. And Lug is this, you can get like three string guitars that are like kind of like intro for kids. And then they also have a classic style guitar, but it's very small. Like it's, it's not much bigger than a baritone ukulele. Perfect. Yeah. And it really, that's what I played when we did the Elvis, uh, we did the Elvis reel. There does Uh, exist a video of us singing Elvis. That's right. While Nick plays the screen guitar in the world. So go find it. But (laughs) because of the size comparison it was a lot easier for me to jump on the lug than it was like to jump on a full-size like mammoth guitar yeah oh my gosh it's too much it's a lot (laughs) it's a lot all right do you have some ukulele facts can you hit me with some facts facts. i'd love to learn so i found this very interesting article from the atlantic called the rise and fall and rise of the ukulele okay which gives some general history of the ukulele and its popularity, etc. And I discovered some interesting things. Okay. Namely, the ukulele originated in Europe, but then was introduced to Hawaii in 1879, which I thought was interesting because I feel like it's so strongly associated with Hawaii. The, I the know. idea that it originated somewhere else, I was kind of yeah, surprised. I know. I know. But here's a little bit of, of what it says about the origins of the ukulele. A Portuguese immigrant named Juan Fernandez jumped off the boat and started strumming and singing with his brangisha, a small guitar-like instrument, sometimes called called the machete, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah. The crowd of Hawaiians were so impressed by the fingerboard prestidigitations that they called the instrument ukulele, which translates to jumping flea, <laughs> which I thought <laughs> was kind of fun. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> right? I mean, you are bouncing all around. When it you're doing, it yeah. does kind of feel like a flea. Yeah. 
Fernandez in the instrument became a local sensation, and the reigning monarch, Kalakua, even learned how to play it. By 1900, the sound of the ukulele was ubiquitous across the islands, or is pronounced by Hawaiians as ukulele. Yeah. I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of a fun I know, story. I was digging into it, too, and I was really surprised to learn that it was Portuguese. But, I mean, in a way, it kind of it makes sense mm-hmm. when you think of those, like... I, I feel like the, a small European guitar is like, yeah. you know, like we've all seen that. We all know that. Right. Exactly. The, the Cavaquinho, which is, uh, it's another Portuguese guitar is, looks very similar to a ukulele, but it has more of a, like the size is ukulele, but the build is a little bit more guitar and you play it with steel strings instead oh. of like. Steel strings are so intense. Yeah, for sure. But now I need to have one. I got to track one down Fair enough. And, Fair and learn how to play yeah, this. But that. now the one that we have for the library here, I'm pretty sure is a tenor. I have a concert. So I have my soprano, which is here in my office. And tiny, I have a tiny. concert. Yeah. And I this one, I think it's just a little bit bigger. Like I could it's definitely a wider. It, it a looks tenor. a little bit more guitar like. And it's like, especially the width at the bottom and stuff. So I do think that's a tenor. I have a baritone, which is really cool. The baritone is big and it's, you know, it's a deeper sound. The mm-hmm. lowest, you start with the lowest string instead of, you know, high. It's, it's, uh, it's really cool and it's tuned differently. It's tuned like the first four strings on a guitar, but the same chord patterns work. Huh. That's so, so weird. Yeah. It's it weird is. that, like, it doesn't feel like that should still work. It do- well, I mean, you couldn't, like, if you were playing this and you were playing a C and I was playing a C on a baritone, they would not match. You know what I mean? Huh. So it's like. So is it that it's like transposed yes. somehow? Yeah. Okay. Because I know some instruments will just pretend that things are C that aren't C. Yeah. Like one of my friends in, in high school, I think, was learning to play the clarinet. And apparently the C on a clarinet is a B flat on the piano. Yeah. And so we played a couple songs together, but it always like, you had to like find either yep. sheet music that was like designed for it or do yeah. like very complicated. Yeah. Making everything work. Well, trying to play the baritone. I mean, somebody who's like a trained musician on the baritone would be able to do this easily. But like whenever I'm trying to play with like my wife playing piano or something like that, I, we always have to like figure out the transposing what it is and then like play different. It's, it's right. a whole thing. Yeah. But, yeah. I could see that. But the baritone is nice because you do get like a, a richer, deeper sound and it's, you know, it's just bigger. So it's kind of easier to make some of the chord patterns mm-hmm. and stuff because I honestly on my soprano, it's like a doll's guitar. I'm just like, bing, 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 <laughs> a little tiny. It's really hard. <laughs> Oh, boy. It's really hard. Uh, the most common tuning is G-C-E-A, which is what this one is tuned to. And do you not know that as my dog has fleas? Because I feel like I said that to you at one point when we when you were doing the house things. My dog theme. has fleas? What does that mean? My dog has fleas. Oh, no, that's I how don't. You, that's how you check and see if it's oh, tuned correctly. You have to know the little song. Yeah. Okay. But if you're playing on a baritone, obviously it wouldn't. That wouldn't it work. It would be like. No, it's E-A-D-G on a baritone, and so you'd have to. You'd, You'd have, have to, to change it. It'd be like fleas, but a d- totally to different, the song. totally different sound. So, I mean, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about it compared to the guitar? Do you see yourself playing the ukulele again in the future? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I thought it was really fun, and now I kind of want a ukulele, I, right? Which I, I kind I of thought that that might happen. Yeah. So, well, and one of the things I really liked about it is that I feel like it's just like immensely portable. Yeah. And so it's like I love going outside and just like sitting in the park yep. in my hammock and that kind of thing. And I feel like you can do that with a guitar, but it's like so much more of an investment. Yeah. And so the idea of just like having a tiny little instrument that you're like, I'm going somewhere. I'll just bring it. Why not? I know. I thought it was kind of fun and cool. So although I will say, I feel like when I play it, I have to like scooch one of my legs up to rest it on. Otherwise it's like falling and then I'm falling and then I, yeah. Well, this one, the one that we have that we bought for the library during the pandemic actually has pegs for like a strap, which I've never, my baritone has a strap and it's nice. 
but like trying to play the concert the other one. Yeah, you do have to kind of like, it's weird. But you're right. I mean, the portability is super cool. My son and I just went on a little camping trip and I took it. And, you know, like I just played some songs and stuff, like when we were sitting around the cabin and stuff. And I wouldn't have taken a full size guitar, you know, but having like the little ukulele is really nice. And like, I have the one in my office because I'm a nerd. And then I have like my two at home. But it's perfect because the first one was just a stringed instrument gateway drug. Because now look, all these things I could buy. That's true. You know? <laughs> so many opportunities to yeah. spend money on strength instruments. Yeah. It's such an interesting experience because like, you know, I grew up singing and stuff and like musical theater and things like that. Like, you know, I've sang a lot, but I never, I could never sit down at an instrument and play it. Like that was just completely foreign to me. some people just can. They'll just be like, oh, yeah. you want to sing, you know. Yeah. Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. I got you. And I'm like, I I can play that on a ukulele. Just just in case you're wondering. (laughs) I'm glad Um, to know this information. (laughs) But I feel like, you know, because I'm not like a young person. You know what I mean? So like, I mean, you're kind of young. Thank you. But, you know, I mean, I'm 40. And to like now for the first time really be able to like, you know, I'm just going to go and like noodle on an instrument. is just a completely new experience for me. And I find it so... It's like there's something both relaxing and kind of freeing about it just to be able to make something you know right. just to like, yeah, kind of like sit sure. down and well and like music is supposed to be just like really good for your brain yeah. on like all kinds yeah. of levels that i don't fully yeah. understand but and i think yeah i mean i mean it's so cliche to be like music is its own language because of course it is but i think there's something about getting over that first hump because mm-hmm. really none of the skills that i picked up playing the bass are directly like oh this is so helpful now that it's a ukulele but just like getting used to the idea of like holding an instrument in your hand or like right. putting your finger on a string or whatever like once yeah. you once you just like at least for me like once I was able to kind of get past the concept in my head and just do it it's made me feel a lot more like well yeah like let me try something else yeah. you know what I mean and that's kind of <laughs> how anything's possible now yeah that's kind of how it's like I've been playing the guitar a lot more and I've started like messing with the piano again with chords and stuff because it's just like once you have the concept and the sounds like in your head it just makes it a lot easier to and I feel like it is kind of addictive oh it it's is like, for sure it's like yeah. you, so it's like from my experience it's like well I can't really play a piano for the most part unless I go somewhere to play yeah. a piano but it's, so it's like well then I had my guitar and so I was playing that all the time yeah. and then I was like well now I want to play the piano more so I need to like go to this place where there's a piano and yeah. play it and like I definitely feel like it's something that it's like once you start doing it there's just like more and more things where it's like well yep. now we need a ukulele and a, b- a banjo and yep. it's just you know I'm gonna yep. be a one-person marching band it's fine yeah we, no I, you're exactly right we were in the perfect blend coffee shop in Cuba have you ever been there? I don't think I oh, have. Oh, it's cool. It's nice. It's right down the road from the Cuba Library. Great library. Oh, okay. Shout out to Tina. But uh, <laughs> we were there and uh, there was a guitar there and it was just like, feel free to play the guitar. So my wife and son were like ordering and I sat down and just like played a song that I knew just like quietly. It was no big deal. My son comes up and he's like, of course, you would find the one guitar in this whole place and play it. And that is that's just hilarious. sort of like a thing. I can also just hear him saying that in like a sassy tone of voice. That's, that's, the, that's, the, really only, that's the only tone that he has. So <laughs> that makes perfect sense. But yeah, I really like it. I still always like gravitate back towards the ukulele. Mm-hmm. And it's what I'm best at. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very rudimentary on guitar and things. And I feel the more chords you memorize, the, the less you have to like look and be like, what is this again? Right. Exactly. You know, it's just, it's just yeah. more tools you have that you can like mess around with so exactly i like it a lot i feel like there's been a huge ukulele resurgence in the last hipsters. like decade is it hipsters? or so i think it might be hipsters. you can tell me and this is what i was expecting the atlantic Mraz. article right. to be around <laughs> maybe also the song uh riptide by mm. whoever sings riptide whoever sure. sings riptide yeah. 
I feel like when I was a kid, ukuleles were like this like fancy special instrument yeah. in my mind that like people didn't just like have and play the way you have yeah. and play like a piano or a guitar. Like I feel like piano and guitar are like really the bread and butter instruments that just like anybody might be able to play. Yeah. And I feel like the first time that I started being aware of ukuleles as like things that just like people would have and play was like maybe when I was 14 or 15, I was like on a youth group trip and one of my friends just like had a ukulele and was just like playing it in the van and stuff. And like everyone was like so shocked and impressed by this fact, which retrospectively I'm like, yeah, ukulele, like (laughs) not that it wasn't great, but like a ukulele isn't that hard to play. That's I mean, truly the, the basic chord patterns are a lot I feel like people think it's harder than it is, yes. but like once you kind of, once you get used to moving your fingers in that way. And have a know. little bit of calluses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then I feel like by the time I was going to college, it was like everybody had a ukulele, mm. especially like people who are slightly alternative in some way, like hipsters okay. or who just like really like to hike. Cause again, you can bring your ukulele on your hike because right. it's small and portable. Of course. of course. And so it's like, just like walking around campus, it was like the two main instruments that you would see out was like people in their hammock in a ukulele or like people sitting on the grass playing an ocarina. Yeah. Those were like yeah. the two things. <laughs> okay. Caleb and I actually have this crab ocarina that one of our friends Ooh. gave us for our wedding. Who He plays ocarina. Okay. And we're like, okay, but now you have to teach us. Right. And he's like, are you but are you actually gonna yeah. like at any point request these ocarina lessons sure it will happen right okay if you're listening to this okay. it will happen all right because we have a crab ocarina you can't you, just not play you that you have to play it you have yeah, to you, you definitely to. have to play it i try so hard to get my son to learn this you know because this is like a very like old man dad kind of thing but i really feel like had i picked this up when i was young mm-hmm. i would be great you know and i just want to like teach him a song and he's like dad that's your thing and i'm like whatever whatever maybe maybe in a few years he'll be like wait i want to i need to do this too i think if i get one that has like fins and like flames i need one that looks like an electric guitar (laughs) and then maybe then maybe or you could start almost being like maybe this is like manipulative and sadistic i don't know (laughs) maybe i shouldn't recommend this no let's do it let's get into it let's get into it start being almost like secretive and like protective of it and be like no you you can't play you must never this is my thing or like this is my special ukulele time yeah and then after a Wouldn't while, work. he'll be like, wait, I, I want in on this he's as too, well. No, he's too crafty. Oh. He'd see right through it. I do covet an electric outcraft. ukulele. I do covet that. I went to Guitar Center. There's a Guitar Center in Rochester. And, you, you know, you can just play anything there. And they have this, like, it's like a Fender electric ukulele. So it kind of looks like a classic Fender Just guitar. in concept, that's kind of hilarious. I know. <laughs> but, like, it works acoustically, but it's got a plug. And so you can, like, brr- it's it's cool. That's that, I feel like that's going to be my next acquisition. I keep looking at them and being like, no, you don't need another one. But I do. I don't really understand do. how to play electric stringed instruments. Really? Because I feel like the way you do it is not the way that you just like play chords and strum. I mean, you, mostly yeah. what I do. I, I feel like you really have to sort of like pick, go for it. I mean, you can right. strum. I mean, I have a mini electric that I play sometimes just strumming, but. And it's like, I will do finger picking, yeah. but I don't like just play notes. You don't shred. I do not shred. <laughs> I'm not just like sitting on my porch shredding, shredding. With, my, okay. with my classical guitar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I feel funny. like also though, the things that I do finger pick, it's like, you know, Star of the County Down uh-huh. and it's, you know, like other classic Irish folk tunes and or sea shanties. Okay. And I feel like that just wouldn't <laughs> quite blend <laughs> with an electric guitar somehow. I feel like if I was going to make a joke about the kind of things you would play, that's what I would have said. And it's not funny because it's true. It's true. It's true. It, I, yeah. It can just be funny in that it's true, I guess. Okay. 
All right. Now, the first song that I learned how to play from my book was Home on the Range. Are you prepared to give us a little demonstration? I think so. Of the Ali Fassmeyer. Home on the Range. Home on the Range. You need a D sweater. Okay. I feel like I'm getting ready for yep. a fight. D sweater. D sweater. Okay. I need a farm stand at the side of the road, selling corn and sweet peaches to Stocks have grown green and the corn is all right, like furrows of white and of gold. Corn, corn on the cob. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tastiest late summer treat. I'll shuck off the peels to reveal the sweet ears, like Very impressive. Uh, I don't know those lyrics. Where did those lyrics come I from? I made those up. You They're made them up. Corn on the cob. You wrote a song about. So I told you you had to learn to play the ukulele, and not only did you do it, but you wrote a song about corn on about the cob. About corn on the cob. Well, here's okay. what happened. Okay, tell me. So you know how like August is loosely corn season. Sure. And we're in August right now. Yeah. And Caleb and I had gotten some corn on the cob from yeah. a farm stand and we were having it for dinner. And like earlier in the day, I'd been practicing the ukulele yeah. and I'd been playing home on the range. Okay. So I still had it in my head and we were sitting at the dinner table. And because as any totally sane person yeah. does, I just kind of sing about what I'm doing in my life. I, I started that. singing corn on the cob. Okay. And I realized that corn, corn on the cob works it's very perfect. well for it home, is. home on the range. Yeah. Hats off. Yeah. So then I was like, now I feel like I'm committed to writing a whole set of lyrics about yeah. corn on the cob. And so that then when I'm like, oh yeah, I totally learned home on the range, Nick. I That's just made a small alteration. Yeah. <laughs> the whole song is about corn on the yeah. cob. But you did play the song. You did play the song expertly. I liked your I liked your strumming too. I feel like you were mixing up some strumming patterns in there too. Yeah, usually when I strum, and I feel like maybe this is again because like I self-taught myself guitar for the most part. Yeah. I just kind of strum however I feel like strumming. Yeah. And mostly it works. Yeah. Occasionally, strumming is the hardest part. I feel like you know, if some songs just like don't work if you're just doing like a bum ba dum ba dum ba da, yeah. you know, drives my wife crazy. When Occasionally, I I'll like try and find a certain strumming pattern that'll work with a certain song. Yeah. Or like I, I was trying to play Riptide, and I did ask my dad for advice about the strumming pattern because I was like trying a few different things, yeah. and none of them were working. Mm -hmm. And the strumming pattern that you're supposed to use for Riptide is not one that I ever would have just mm. like accidentally stumbled mm -hmm. across. So, I think that was probably a good call. Yeah. But. Yeah, by and large, I just kind of, I just kind of go for it and see what happens. Okay, that's pretty good. I was, um, I, one of the I played a lot of like Mike Nesmith song, Mike Nesmith from the Monkees, but he's got uh, he's got this song called Joanne, which I really like on the ukulele. I play that one a lot. Like that was sort of my practice one because it hit a lot of common chords and had a couple of like difficult transitions and stuff. And so that was like one of my main practice songs. So I played that a lot. Uh, a Place in the Sun by Stevie Wonder also has cool chords in it, but is relatively easy to get through. Um, the Galileo by the Indigo Girls. And then I was in the Adams Family uh, last year, whatever that was. And there's ukulele stuff in there. And Fester has this song called The Moon and Me that he plays on the ukulele in the show. Technically a banjo lele, which I also want a banjo lele. Understandable. Uh, it's such a it's such a nice and pretty song. And I play that one all the time. So mm -hmm. like it was just right place, right time. But Incredible. those are those are definitely. But you in my still head. haven't watched Wednesday, right? Even though you I only watched in the, the first Adams episode. Family. 
Okay, well, I, that's not what I'm having you try today. I gotta get it, back it'll to it. It'll happen. It's it's coming. Okay, it's coming. Right. I mean, if you don't just watch it of your own yeah. accord, then I have to make yeah. you. That's clearly how My this own works. Accord, uh-huh. Allie. <laughs> okay, uh, you had one other assignment, yes. and that was uh, the house the things, house things theme written by my good friend Ben Layman. Coming up on his birthday. Happy birthday, Ben. Happy birthday, Ben. So you got it. You got house things. I think so. Okay. I feel like this one might not be as good, partly because it's just like it's a small enough like chunk. Yeah. That it's like I do it a couple times and I'd be like, I I mean, I feel like, okay, I guess I feel like I've drilled it. All right, I'll know. be we'll the see. judge. We'll All see. right, Mike it. Yay. Thanks for tuning into House Things. <laughs> old school i love See, it that was the thing every time i would end i'd be like just like a little voice in my head basically would say thanks for yeah. tuning into house things yeah all of ben's themes for both the all the book show and house things were just so perfect he they, just had the coolest really like it just feels exactly right and that's a skill that i don't have i would yeah. just text him and be like i need something for this just and he'd, make it he'd up. be like i don't know how about this and i'd be like that is perfect that's yeah. as if you went into my brain and i really admire that God, exactly well especially because it's like i can write lyrics about corn on the cob if the you music sure is already provided you sure can but i can't like i couldn't start from scratch and yeah. write a whole song about corn yeah. on the cob i don't think i bet you could but i think you're selling yourself short well, yeah. i couldn't do it and also play an instrument like i could make up a melody but i would not be able to accompany it in any I way okay which is a little bit of a yeah. hindrance but yeah for sure for sure i'm also so impressed by Corey's song i know ability. that's what i mean like both uh, like all iterations of the library podcast have had just like super great music yes and i absolutely. love both versions of the but have you tried music as well i don't think that would work on a ukulele but maybe we need to get Corey yeah. to do a special i was thinking about that i was like is that something you could play on a ukulele We'll have to ask Corey. We will. Yeah, we'll check with her. I know she plays ukulele, so we'll check is, with her. This is a possibility. Well, I mean, from my from my amateur judgment, I feel like you've done a great job. I feel thank like you, you got thank it. You. I feel like you got both of them, and I feel like maybe there's a ukulele in your future. That's I that's feel like what that I'm could definitely up. happen. So, I, are you and I going to go on tour? Like playing ukulele together around all the libraries? I, maybe you know what I mean. Maybe <laughs> let's leave it at that. But it's possible. Okay. Well, I think this was a pretty good assignment for you. So I hope that you're generous to me in return. I mean, I did make you learn an instrument, but <laughs> I still feel like but I feel it like was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So I know you enjoy the ukulele yes. and, you know, just fiddling around, strumming a little bit. Uh-huh. But I also know that you like, you know, watching TV shows, sure. just kicking back and relaxing. I do. But I don't think you've seen this one. So I'm wondering, have you tried Joan of Arcadia? I haven't, but my wife loves Joan of Arcadia, but I've never seen it. Not at all. Okay, that makes so much sense. Also, everything I hear about Hillary's taste is just immaculate. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah, gotta it seems say. like, yeah, if you guys were trapped in an elevator together, you'd, the time would pass. <laughs> you'd be fine. You'd be like, oh, no, 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 we're good. <laughs> we're good. Just leave the elevator closed. Joan of Arcadia. Joan okay. of Arcadia. All right. So what this is, for those of our listeners who maybe don't just happen to know this, Yes. it's a TV show that aired in I think the early 2000s yeah. and it follows a family um, mostly a girl who's in high school I want to say she's like 16 maybe yeah. and as she's just going about her life God appears to her in the form of like random people mm-hmm. and so it'll be like 
each episode, usually God will appear to her in some strange person kind okay. of form. So is it is it like a situation where you're like, oh, is that one God? Is that one God? Or sometimes. Is it very clear? And there's okay. sometimes when she's like, wait, is it? Are yeah. you? Okay. Mm. Which is always very interesting. And so God will like give her assignments. He'll be like, oh, you know, I need you to pick up some cream of wheat on the way home from school. Oh. And she'll be like, what the heck? Why? Ah. But a lot of times, sometimes she ends up being able to see kind of the results of hmm. what that did. Wait, is Joan of Arcadia just Quantum Leap? Because it sounds like... I don't know. She's I don't know if I know anything about Quantum Leap. Ooh, future assignment. Let me write this down. <laughs> Making notes. In Quantum Leap, Sam Beckett leaps into other people's lives to fix a problem and then moves on ah, to the next thing. Okay. So it's like a problem it's similar, of the week But it's show. like everything is very, very connected to her own life. And her oh, I see. Life. Okay. So, and it also follows the rest of her family a little bit. She has two brothers. Um, one is a big science nerd. Um, the other was a jock, but got in a car accident. And so he's in a wheelchair. Okay. Um, her mom, who's played by Mary Steenburgen. <gasps> I love her. Right? Yeah. And her dad is like the police chief. So there's also okay. a little bit of like some police procedural kind of elements oh, mixed in. Okay. That's so interesting. So I feel like it's a real fun mix. Okay. How I think you'll long like it. did that show run? There's only like two seasons. And I want to say that the second season is like weirdly short or oh. something like that. I don't know how much of it you want to watch. Okay. I feel like maybe if you want to watch at least like the first four or five episodes. Okay. But if you're like loving that. it and want to just binge it, I, like, I support you. All right. We'll see. We'll see. I see it's two seasons, 45 episodes. Okay. So we'll see. 45 episodes think, might be a lot in like, a month. But, I but feel you like think five episodes. I feel like the first five really do okay. land a lot of the like the things that make the show itself. Okay. But also, if Hillary is like, no, you gotta watch. Yeah, you gotta watch I mean, more once it, we then. start, once we start, I don't know if it'll happen in a month, but once we start, we'll have to see it through. <laughs> I'm sure. There's no way to avoid that. So yeah, this is a great cast. Joe Mantegna is, is looked like the dad, I guess. And Amber Tamlin, I I loved on House, but I, I, I haven't seen, seen this. Jason Ritter, yeah, good cast, good cast. Okay, I yes, I think this is a fair assignment. I'm glad uh, to hear and it. I will I will embrace it with gusto. <laughs> All right. Well, in two weeks, we'll be back to talk about all the things we've been watching and reading. Find out what new songs Allie's learned on the ukulele. Uh, Maybe you'll get Riptide. Maybe you won't. Do you have it? I'm making good progress on it. Okay. The one thing is you're supposed to do chucking during the chorus, which I've worked on a lot, but it's still, it doesn't quite sound Mm. right. Because it's like, you know how it it gets the the sound of the chord, but then it also like mutes it right and it's like usually i can do one or the other like (laughs) like either it's just kind of like a tap on the strings or it's like it takes twice as long as all the other chords because i had to strum it and then quickly mute it we're getting there okay we're getting there okay all right well i look forward to hear about all of your progress uh so we'll be talking uh, movies books duolingo streaks absolutely uh, on our next episode so we'll see you then everybody bye